Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of About Admissions, our podcast about college, college admissions, and uh, making sure the family minivan will survive the five-hour drive to freshman orientation. We're your co-hosts, I'm Drew. And I'm Kirk, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show, send a text message. We've actually abandoned the phone calls now. No one called. No one, no one called, so we're moving to text message. We think this will be uh, a better method of communicating. Send a text to 424-888-7537. That's 424-888-7537. And ask us anything about admissions. And today we've also got a special guest host, Ray Maliazzi. Did I pronounce that last Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Ray is the host of NPR's critically acclaimed show, Car Talk. You've now taken a step down, Ray, since oh, you're at the... <laughs> Indeed, I have. <laughs> you're on the not-so-critically-acclaimed about admissions. And uh, another little-known fact, Ray is also Drew's dad. Uh, yes, and yep. also by a special guest, we mean that we invited ourselves to your studio. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was coerced into this. I'm being held against my will. Yeah, so if our voices sound a little clearer this week, it's because we're not recording on my laptop or cell phone. Uh, we're in the luxurious BUR, thanks to them. And thanks, Dad. Um, our real, our two listeners will really appreciate it. I'm sure. I think we've got at least four today. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we can up that number. We'll go for eight. (laughs) So, Ray, each week on About Admissions, we like to ask our guests a little bit about their experience uh, applying to college, going to college, just to hear what it was like for you back in the, way back in the day, Ray. Way back in the stone age. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully we'll ease their anxiety about the process in the, in the meantime. So do you mind if I, if I start off by asking a a couple of questions? Ask, ask away, Kirk. Okay, great. So, so do you remember Ray applying to college? What was it like? (laughs) (laughs) I do, I do remember. And, and what I do remember about it is I actually went in for an interview. I went to see the director of admissions Oh, at the wow. one college that I figured I was going to end up going to, and that was MIT. You had it pegged right from the from the get go. Well, I didn't have it pegged. I did apply to some other schools, but I didn't, as as, as I recall, didn't go for any personal interviews. Yeah. But I thought if I w- really wanted to go to MIT, that it was in my best interest to go and sit oh, down, very, very face face. Well, you might say that. So <laughs> so did I you wear your uh, finest pocket protector or what? no no I I was all nerded up <laughs> on the occasion. I, uh, oh, two. <laughs> One from each hip. And so I went, and I don't remember the guy's name. Oh, I think it was Richardson, Mr. Richardson. Mm-hmm. And I went and sat at his office. It was right in the main corridor. And I kind of knew my way around MIT because I lived one town away. And and, yeah. uh, and we went to summer school at MIT. We took calculus courses, all all of us nerds. Wow. And we went and took summer courses and, and tried to get a leg up on, you know, on the competition, so to speak. In any case, I went to see Mr. Richardson and he looked at my grades and he looked at my I guess my test scores, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember him saying, mm, "I don't think you're gonna make it." <laughs> Not, gonna work, huh? <laughs> Not the words I wanted to hear. So, so I applied. I, I think at that point I had already applied, and that's why oh. I was, you know, granted a, a, you know, an interview. Uh, and he was, he was rather harsh. And I said, "Oh, I said, I think I remember saying when I was leaving, I think you've misjudged me. I have a lot more passion for <laughs> wow. science and engineering than you think." All right. And that and, and, and that did the trick. Well, that and I bribed them. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I when I say I was determined to go to MIT, my brother had gone there. Ah. And for us it was like community college because I, I had a friend in high school who was going to Caltech and uh he had applied and he was trying to convince me 
that I should apply to Caltech. Mm. He didn't want to make that journey all by himself. And I proposed it to my parents, and they said, where is Caltech? I said, I'm going to give you a hint. I think it's in California. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, no, you're not going to California. It's Mm. too far. It's too expensive. And you're going to go to a local college, and you're going to live at home. And you're going to like it. And you're going to like it. And so for me, it was it was in a sense like going to high school, except I didn't have my high school friends going with me. You know, I right. was just kind of all alone. But I did know a few people there. Uh, so when I was accepted, it was a done deal. I guess I just had, what, I had to Well, go. didn't your brother warn you otherwise? Everybody warned me. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, did they say? It, they said it's a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I think I can do it. I mean, I, I you know, I'd I gotten... 800 of my math, SAT, whatever they call that thing. No, not SAT. What was the other thing? The, SAT. It was the SAT. No, 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 no. The achievement. Yeah. Oh, the achievement. And the, 800 on the achieve, math achieve, SAT, yeah. too. Yeah, whatever that, whatever that is now. But, you know, and I got like a 780 in chemistry. So Holy I thought, I said, oh, piece of cake. And and I had taken this summer course in calculus, which, you know, at MIT. And, and so I knew that. And I took calculus as a senior in high school. So... Mm. I went to first calculus class and figured, oh, I'm going to just blow right through this. <laughs> well, everything that we learned in high school in that summer course, that the summer before my senior year in high school, we did in about a week and a half of that calculus class <laughs> at MIT. And then it was all new stuff. And, and, and I said, oh, my God, I think I'm done for. So, oh, my gosh. And it was a sink or swim environment. Mm. Do I regret it? Uh you know, occasionally, I, yeah, <laughs> occasionally, but we'll, once a week, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. But that's essentially that's what went into my decision about applying to mm. MIT. And I had a couple of other schools like Tufts, and yeah, you know, that I applied so to all, so mostly local school. I mean, you were a Boston kid, right? And did, did your parents go to college? Nope, they did not. No, nope, so, but they were determined that their kids would go to college. So yeah. our parents had three kids, and they sent all of us to school, hmm. and uh, they were lucky that we were all able to get loans and scholarship. You know, sure. so because because yeah. dad didn't have that kind of money to send any kids to, yeah. to college, he, they would have found a way to do it, but it probably would have involved my working in the salt mines <laughs> in the summer, or something something to that effect. I don't know. Were most of your classes um, more quantitatively oriented, math, science, engineering, or, or what did you major in? Well, so I'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> no. but fr- freshmen all do the same thing. Everyone takes calculus, chemistry, physics. And humanities. Oh, what a, oh. okay. Oh, they had to throw that in, you know. So, <laughs> so in every week, humanities for physicists. In every week, there was <laughs> there was an exam in one of them, and they alternated. So, you know, week one there was a, a physics exam. Week two there was a chemistry exam. Week three, and then it just kept repeating and repeating and repeating. So, mm. when you had to study for your chemistry exam, you had to abandon everything else, and you had to really study for that. And then that would be over, and then you'd study, you'd catch up and study for the next exam. So you found yourself struggling to keep your head above mm. water and trying to pass the exams. So once you once you get through that first year, then you have to pick a, mm. a major, and and I chose mechanical engineering because I'd always been interested in how things work and how things go together. And I thought my brother had studied chemical engineering. I didn't like chemistry, uh, but I thought. My area of expertise was going to be in making things. And I had built a, an internal combustion engine when I was in high school, and mm. I won the regional science fair. So it worked. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, the, the engine worked <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was actually and, a hamster on a wheel Yeah, well, yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Andrew wasn't around then. I was like 16 <laughs> when I 
when I won that. And that, that kind of encouraged me that I should be moving in that direction. And I remember sitting, I was taking some some mechanical engineering course my sophomore year and uh, trying to figure out the angular velocity of some four-bar linkage or something. And I thought, oh, God, do I want to do this the rest <laughs> of my life? And I thought, no. That was the aha moment. That was the aha moment for mm. me that I had pursued the wrong thing. So then I kind of cast about for a while. I was, I was, uh, I majored in political science for a while, and then mm. physics, and and I. So you're I, a Renaissance man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I was a. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> for lack of a better term, I was. I was just a uh, a lost soul until mm. I finally just got a. General degree in, you know, BS in science, general science and humanities. Emphasis on the BS. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's get back to that sophomore year a second. So you've told, you've told me a little bit about that year. That was a pivotal year for you. It was a pivotal year, yes. So that was 1968. Yeah, tell, tell Kirk what was going on in the world. I mean, traumatic times. Yeah, 1968 was, was a, you know, the Vietnam War was mm -hmm. heating up. Uh, both Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy were assassinated. And somewhere in the second semester of my sophomore year, I decided, that's it. Hmm. I'm wasting my time here at MIT. I've got to save the world. So I quit. Yes. I quit, and I told my parents. And, of course, they took it with incredible aplomb and calm. I remember my <laughs> mother saying, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and they were concerned that I was going to get drafted, obviously. Hmm. Uh, and I told them if I did, I did, and I wasn't that concerned about it, but I had a plan, and my plan was to uh, volunteer for an organization called VISTA, which is sure. kind of like the Peace Corps, but it was Volunteers in Service to America. So one-year program, they send you to some you know, area that's uh, stricken by poverty, and you'd work with the, the locals, and I, I said, I don't know what, in fact, they would want me to do, but I will do whatever, and hopefully I'll get a deferment. And it was up to your draft board. My draft board was nice. They gave me deferment. I went to Texas. So basically, hmm. I, in a sense, missed my entire sophomore year. I wouldn't say you were missing it. No. Well, I, I, missed, <laughs> I, missed, I, I missed the academic part of it. You right. know. So the first half of that sophomore year, I, I, my mind wasn't on my studies. And then the second half, I just hmm. I withdrew. So I had a year to make up when I came, when it's I came back. It's interesting that you say that. Because you've told me this story before. Uh-oh, wait a minute. He has some... <laughs> yes. We've got some paperwork We've got here. some paperwork. What, grade report? <laughs> Better. Better? Yeah. Oh, my. Got your entire transcript right here. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> oh, how did yeah. I do that first term? Did I get any Fs? No Fs. The first freshman year? Yeah. No Fs. One no. D. One nice Two work. Ds. That's a lie. Two, Two Ds. Two Ds. Yeah, chemistry was one. Easing into it. Yep. And the Greek tradition, you got a D in the humanities one. I never went to class. Yeah, of course. You were playing soccer. <laughs> but I, but I, learned, I learned how to say all those names like Thucydides and all that. You know, <laughs> that's important. I should have gotten a C just on the basis of that. But man, sophomore year was. Oh, sophomore year was a disaster. Well, I didn't know. What about this summer course right here? You blocked that one out of your memory. <laughs> oh, you know, so here's what happened. <laughs> Tell oh, us, <laughs> to explain away the. What many, was the summer course? I took, I took advanced physics. No, I took, I took second semester physics. Hmm. Before I took first semester physics, <laughs> that was, oh, that, was a, a bad, that was a bad idea because, as, as everyone knows, the second semester kind of is built on the first semester stuff. <laughs> typically, but I didn't typically, and so I didn't have the first semester stuff. And I so, soon realized 
I was over my head. <laughs> so, I mean, before when you're or after the final exam. Oh, way, way, way before. So I stopped going to class. Oh, Plus, uh. I had I had two friends, uh, one of whom remains a very close friend today, Stan Zadonik, uh, who went on to get a PhD and is now a professor at Brown. Uh, he and this other guy, Dave Grano, who's the guy that went to Caltech. Oh. They were, you know, when I was supposed to be sitting at my desk at home working on my problem sets, hmm. they would ring the doorbell and say, hey, come on, we're going bowling or we're going to the ball game and <laughs> go to the movies. Say, Guys, I can't. I've got a problem. Ah, oh, that stuff is easy. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll figure. You don't, you don't even need to do the problem set. You'll, you'll figure it out when you, when you sit down <laughs> to take the exam. Well, they were wrong about that. So I, I had forgotten all about that. Mm. Yeah, you got some interesting classes on there. Yeah. I noticed Dante is on there. Dante uh, 1 and 2. Yes, yes, yeah. I, oh, took yeah. Don, I took two Dante classes in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd you do in them? I, I did great. So I mean, that, I got B's, but, you know, better so than, you, better, you better go, than the old man. Exactly. If you go ahead and look at my other grades, A, B, A, A. Yeah, yeah, when you got a, back from your a, brief hiatus. B, B, A, B, C. <laughs> also, There's so, a C in there. Evolution. So there was an upward trend in grades, which uh, we always tell the high school students is is a positive. Well, yeah, I wanted to note that that physics course that I flunked that summer, oh. <laughs> I went back and took it 12 years later, of course, and, and I did get an A in it. Very yeah. impressive. Opa. That's good. That's so, a, that's a good so you, you were able to you were able to get this, huh? I only broke a few federal laws in order to do so. <laughs> Jeez, I, I thought there was some, I thought there was some uh, you know privacy issues here, but no. I guess not, huh? Oh, there are. There are. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at your signature. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh. I've, I've done that before. Yeah. Oh, please send me my. Who's this addressed to? Oh, oh, look. Oh. No, it's addressed to me. No, no, it's not. <laughs> we won't uh, divulge who was responsible right. for that. I'm sure you can guess. Well, so I'm curious. So how do you feel that uh, your time at MIT prepared you for life after college, Ray? Well, I, I can't. I, I have no basis of comparison with other schools. But I, I will tell you that that sink or swim uh, mm. situation that was presented to you every day helped tremendously. And if anything, MIT taught me how to solve problems. Hmm. I didn't always get the right answers to the problems they gave me. Especially not in that summer class. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> but, but, I, I, but what I did teach myself, and I, and I did impress myself with the notion that if I actually applied myself, I could actually get A's. Hmm. I could actually do the stuff. So when I didn't do it, I got bad grades. When I did do it, I got good grades. And I was more motivated when I went back after that hiatus in mm -hmm. Vista. And I, I learned how to become a problem solver. And if there's one thing I learned from MIT, and I could have learned it perhaps other places with a lot less pressure, but I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think what MIT taught you is how to work under intense pressure and come up with an answer. So I'm, I'm convinced that in lots of life's situations that I, I'm, I'm doing better, I have done better, than, than I would have if I hadn't gone to MIT because mm -hmm. I was exposed to that sink or swim option. And that's it. Well, I think, I wonder if your experience um, with uh, your early years and struggling a bit, <clears throat> finding that pressure cooker, uh, but then using it as a growth mindset. We always talk about that with students, using mm -hmm. it as a growth mindset. Um, is somewhat indicative of uh, not only students at MIT, but at <clears throat> but at selective colleges around around the U.S. And I think that a lot of times students feel they have to be almost perfect mm. uh, in order to be successful. And as we've learned here today from Ray, you can fail a heck of a lot of courses 
and still make out okay. But yeah, so you've done so based on that experience and um, and not doing so well early on, but then coming back strong and finishing strong. They actually asked you back to speak at commencement one year. They did. They did. Well, they re- they regretted that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, what was that experience like? Getting that call and 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 being up there on the stage in front of all those uh, young, impressionable minds. Well, uh, I'll tell you. First of all, we goaded them into it, uh, inviting us. A lot like we did for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, my brother thought that we had a moral obligation to address the graduates. And uh, so we kind of challenged the president, Chuck Vest, uh, at the time. And uh, I think kind of half as a joke, he invited us, <laughs> you hoping that we'd say, oh, we're just kidding. And we said, we're thrilled. We're honored to be here. <laughs> and it was it was kind of fun giving the commencement address. It was probably one of the longer commencement addresses in MIT mm. history because my brother basically delivered his own commencement address, <laughs> and then I delivered my own commencement address. So we went on we and on and on. But it was, it was a lot of fun, and I, I think we told the students. I, I remember my closing remark was, look, you may have chosen a career path or had one chosen for you that you don't want to pursue. You may you may want to sell, mm. you know, beads on a street corner in San Francisco and if or live in the, your parents' basement. If that's what you want to do, go for it. You, I mean, you have a great education, but there's no reason that you have to do what you were trained to do in college. Mm-hmm. You can do something else. Right. And if there's something calling out to you, go ahead and do it. And and I, what called out to me, was fixing cars. Oddly enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so here I had this training in science and engineering, but I didn't want to do that. I had this desire to fix cars and to watch people fix their own cars. And and that's what Tom and I did, actually. And Mm. he had had a career as an engineer and all that, which, by the way, he hated. And (laughs) and when this opportunity came up to to open a repair shop and uh, and engage and and rent bays and tools to people and have them fix their own cars, Mm. we kind of jumped at it. We thought it was right up our alley. And we thought our only problem would be how to wheel out the wheelbarrows full of money every night. <laughs> you know, we were going to make so much money. So we envisioned ourselves standing there in white lab coats, rocking back and forth on our heels, making a, you know, making a ton of money, just saying, yes, torque that to 12 and a half foot pounds and, and you'll be all right. Well, it was anything like that. We killed ourselves, worked very hard, but we had a lot of laughs and uh, we built up a pretty, pretty decent business. It was good. Yeah. Well, do you, do you have any final advice for um, for high school students who are looking at applying to to college, maybe to MIT specifically, but in, to college in general? Well, I, I you know I, I I know a lot of kids, and I bet you guys do too, that undershot, hmm. that went went and applied to the places that they kind of knew they were going to get into, and I mean I had no idea if I was going to really get into MIT, and 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 Mr. Richardson was probably right. I probably didn't have what it took to get in, but I did get in. And and I'm convinced that only about 5% of the students at MIT really belong there. There were some mm. real geniuses, and the rest of us were there to keep them from being lonely. <laughs> you know? and, and, but, at the, but at the same time, I benefited tremendously from going to a school that I probably shouldn't have gone to, at least mm. at that time. Now I'd be much better prepared for it. Basically, don't be afraid to go above where you think you belong. Mm. I think people are afraid of being rejected. Yeah. <clears throat> so, in, in that being the case, you 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 tend to undershoot, you know. That was the story of my dating life too, <laughs> right? Lots, lots of rejection. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen unless you try. Uh, on that note, should we take a caller? We've 
chatted enough. We should oh, probably help God, someone, yeah. don't we? Oh, oh yeah. Isn't that we why we're grilled here? Ray long enough. Yeah, I, I know. know. You're off the hot seat, man. <laughs> okay. We have a caller? We do. We do have a caller. Okay. Um, we have Zoe from Bethel, Maine. Zoe, you're Beth, on... Did you just say Bethel, Maine? Bethel. Bethel, Bethel Maine. Oh, I don't know. Bethel, Maine. <laughs> Zoe from Zoe, Bethel, well, let's Maine. Zoe, where are you from? I'm from Bethel, Maine. Bethel, Maine. There Bethel, you go. Maine. Bethel. Should I do it again? We've got Zoe from Bethel, Maine on the line. Zoe, you're on about admissions. Ask us anything. Wow. Well, um, I have been thinking about this because our school had us take the practice ACT, but not the SAT. So I was wondering about what's the difference between ACT and SAT mm. and whether there's an advantage to taking both mm. or like what schools look for. The question is, what's your goal? I mean, why are you taking these tests? You should know where you want to go because you might have the mm-hmm. scores already that you don't need to worry about the tests. In fact, some of the schools you apply to might even be test optional. So it's good to start with the school list, which we can get to some other time. Um, I don't want to put you on the hot seat. But if you want to know the <laughs> difference between the two tests, I will say some things are changing. The SAT mm. is changing. So, yes, we don't even know. I mean, yeah. they, I don't even feel, I'm not even sure they even know they what's barely going know. on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when we took the SAT, they allowed us to use our tablets, clay tablets. <laughs> you know, but, you know, tablets nonetheless. Yeah, so, I I mean, I'll give you the brief rundown on the difference between the two tests. So, like, the classic SAT questions are ones that try and fool you. You know, they will um, ask you something that seems straightforward, and then it's a bit of a trick question. So that's a common practice on the SAT that's a little less common Mm. on the ACT. Like, do Drew and Kirk offer sound college admissions advice? Yeah, right. (laughs) Trick question. Yeah. Um, And also, it's it's more reading intensive on the ACT. So you have to do a whole lot more questions. The reading passages are longer, but they're a little more straightforward. Also, the other difference is that there's a science section on the ACT. Basically, the science section is just a reading passage with charts and graphs and things that you have to interpret. So it's actually sort of like reading literature, but just scientific writing. And then you have to answer some questions about it. Um, I mean, I would say my advice is always to take a practice test in both, and whichever one you like more, study it. Um, right. you got to prep a little bit. But you'll be fine. I, I have no worries that you'll be fine. And the truth is, that's only one small part of the application. Yeah, testing schmesting, Zoe. Exactly What, right. what else do you want to know about? Yeah, yeah. Come on, give us something more interesting. Well, I don't know about interesting questions, but I had another question, which was how important the interview is as mm. opposed to grades. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> as opposed to grades. Well, mm-hmm. um, or I'm... like the interview and the essay and things like that, as opposed to. Oh yeah, sure. Well, we can talk about the interview for a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, I I feel that your you know your classroom performance is always going to be paramount, uh, <clears throat> but the the interview is a great chance for you to you know show off your personality a bit. It's really hard to mess up an interview, I would say. I mean, uh... Ray seemed to do so in his <laughs> at MIT, but you know, in general, it's tough to screw it up. Well, know? I thought I redeemed myself as I was walking out the door. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as long as you don't you know. Uh, disparage the college in your interview or, um, you know, say anything that is going to be offensive, then, you, you know, you should be fine. And I think the, the interview is a great chance for you to go in and, and learn as much about the college as they are uh, trying to find out about you. So Absolutely. Um, I mean, it has to be a good fit, a mutual fit. Plus, you're awesome. So just be you and be honest. Yeah, You yeah. won't go wrong. Exactly. So uh, that's all the time we've got for today. You can find About Admissions on iTunes or SoundCloud. Special thanks to our paisan, Ray Maliazzi. 
And for joining us on the show today, inspiration for today's show was provided by, I would say, the MIT engineers. <laughs> and Ajita, as usual, is provided by college rankings, tuition hikes, standardized tests, and homework. We hope you're leaving us a little more informed and a lot more relaxed. Be sure to catch us next time as we're sure to have a lot more to say about admissions. 